You know, a lot of people think that personal branding is about a me thing. They think it's me, 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 because it's personal branding. Now, one of the things I always try to talk to you guys about is that personal branding is not personal, it's business. And that's because you can treat a personal brand like an asset. You should give it the same care as you give a brand asset. But today, I don't want to focus on the me, me, me of it all, but I want to focus on the I. And the I is going to trip you out. So let's talk about how I do this and how I do that. And let's get over this nonsense. Hey, brand babies. This is Brand Moms Podcast, where we go in on personal branding without taking shit personally. Grandma's house is hosted by none other than the ghetto country grandmother. She's here to share her experience, expertise, and education in a way that takes you from brand baby to brand leader. So come on in and hold on to your bourbon because grandma's about to spill the tea. All right, brand babies, before I get into this whole I thing, I, this this is what I, I was talking about. A lot of you guys did not listen to last week's because I was talking about the peas and carrots of personal branding. And nobody really wants the peas and carrots. So you know what? Let's switch it up. Let's talk about the me and the I of it all. Because when we're talking about me and I and all of those type of things, we tend to take shit personally. And the one thing I always try to talk to you guys about is that personal branding is not personal. It's business. Your personal brand should get the same love, respect, care, strategy as your business brand. Not the same type of strategy, but it should still be strategic. Now, in talking this week to you, I want to talk to you about the eyes. And the eyes have it. The eyes have us caught up in identity, insecurities, and imposter. If you don't know what it is about your identity, your insecurities, and your imposters that, that hold you back with your personal brand, we're going to get into it today. So one, let's understand that identity is not what you do, but who you are. And so when we constantly hear this, oh my God, it makes me so angry. But when we constantly hear this bullshit about, you know what, charge your worth, make sure you get what you're worth, make sure you know your worth. That's messing with your identity. That is telling you that, you know what, you are so freaking valuable. And mind you, y'all know, I think you're valuable as fuck. But the thing about it is when your identity is wrapped up in that, then we get this whole, you know what, it's kind of a monetary thing. We can't necessarily put a price tag on it, but damn it, I can tell you that I'm worth something. And that fucks with our identity because we feel like if nobody respects it, if nobody pays attention to us, if nobody is doing something that's positive about us, then you know what? It's messing with our identity. And I'm saying I, because y'all know my identity crisis, I told you about it before. When I was Mrs. Mister, I got so caught up in being her that I didn't know how to be Phyllis. And that was a, a struggle that I had to get myself out of. But the who and the do of everything that is, I know this is sounding kind of convoluted, but the who and the do of your your person, let's put it that way has everything to do with when you take off all the labels. Who you are as a person comes from how you act, how you feel, how you react, the things that you do. It doesn't come from, I can put all the labels on, being a mom, being a wife, being a strategist, being a coach, being a sister, being a daughter, being a, a cousin. I can put all of those labels on it, but those are not my identity. But because people don't know how else to frame that, they call it your identity. 
people will never see you beyond the identity that they're giving you when you try to level up, when you try to get away, when you try to grow. And so our identities get caught up in this thing. And it's like, you know what? They won't let me be better. They won't let me do better. So I may as well just be the fuck who I am. But when we're talking about it from a personal branding standpoint, when we're talking about our identities, because we, we get this whole thing about I'm doing this, I'm the one at the forefront, I'm the face, then we make it about our identity instead of making it about brand identity. And brand identity is about relational stuff. It's about making sure that people can relate to you on a real level. It's making sure that your communication is genuine. It's making sure that your content comes across in a way that, you know what, I identify with them. I understand what they're talking about. And it's why people place so much premium on values as part of branding. People want to relate to the values. But how is that still going to get you all caught up in your identity? Amy. I promise you, the values that I hold or even the values that we share are not enough to describe everything that I am. It's not enough to, to fulfill my identity. But it's it's knowing that that how I identify within this business is what I'm most concerned about. So if you take yourself out of the equation, when you stop being about the eyes of it all, I this, I that, then it starts to hit different. And the identity that you project, the image that you project is based on the identity that you built. And that identity is all about, you know what, I want to have this impact, but I also want to have this money. And I also want to have this life. There's selfishness to it, but it is not your identity. Selfishness is not my identity. I have my selfish moments. It's like one of the things I tell my daughter when she used to always get in trouble because I grew up, oh, y'all, I was such a liar. I got in trouble for lying so much. But when my daughter started doing it, I had to, to reinforce in her. It's like, you know what? You told a lie, but you are not a liar. And you get to a certain point, if she decided to wear that identity, then that would make a difference in how she sees herself. And I never wanted her to see herself as a liar. So when you start to build the identity of your personal brand, there's a way that you want people to see you. And it shouldn't be based on some fuckery fake perception. It should be, you know what? I want you to see me as a real person that does this thing in the world. I want to be seen as the top five of this particular industry because this is the in industry I'm trying to impact. And the only way I can impact it to the degree that I want to is I have to make sure that I'm up here. So I have to make sure that people see me as a thought leader, not that I call myself a thought leader. And so if you're going to be that thought leader, then what kind of things do you have to do to fulfill that identity? But because I don't believe that everything that you are can be bought to your personal brand, this is why I tell y'all, ghetto country grandmother is not everything. It's only a small part of the everything. So the identity of the ghetto country grandmother are these things that I tell you that she is. And these are the things that I try to put into, into her to make sure that she comes across as that. And that's how I get to identify when I'm being the ghetto country grandmother. The simplest way y'all know, I tell you, ghetto country grandmother is an empathic bitch. Phyllis is a petty bitch. And I don't say that necessarily to be funny, but I'm being real. And is is I want to make sure that people understand where I'm coming from because I don't play with my money. And so I have to make that separation where I'm very giving over here. Over here, sweetie, I'm not giving away all my value. No, all the value that I put into my work, I'm not giving it away. You can't pick my brain until you pick my pocket. 
So for some people, they might identify me as a gatekeeper or a hater or whatever, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is that these are boundaries. So I identify as a person with boundaries, and that's the identity that I'm bringing to this game. And that leads me to the insecurity. I have insecurities in my personal life. I have insecurities I've been, I've been struggling with my whole life. But my insecurities do not stop me from being great at what I do. Because what I'm not insecure in is what I do as a business. Do I get insecurity about, y'all know, I'm not even going to get into all that. But the insecurities that come from you not being able to talk a good game, you not being able to be an influencer, that's another eye. When you're not able to be the influencer of your particular brand, the business that you're building, and you rather delegate that to someone else and pay them for the privilege of talking about your shit, there's something wrong with that. Because we have these insecurities that, well, I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do. Granted, that's a thing because you don't know how to market what you're talking about. It's not about what you can and cannot sell. It's not about you're not good at what you do. It's the insecurities that we get caught up in that tell us that, you know what, this is going to lead to me being an imposter. You have to let the insecurities go. And and you know what? I'm not even going to say that because I didn't let go of my insecurities. But you have to find the courage. I was talking to um I was talking to um someone on LinkedIn. And one of the things I told him, he's like, Well, how do you do what you do? It's like I find the courage to do what I do when I'm not necessarily confident. Because we can talk in circles and we can do all the bullshit and run around in circles and never say anything. But if you have the courage to stand on what you believe as far as what you're doing, you know what? The insecurities do not matter because I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about the things that I'm insecure about. I'm talking about this is a body of work that needs to be done. I'm talking about, you know what? I'm not even going to say I can help you, but how about I listen to see what you're going to ask me of what I can be bring to the forefront and make this shit pop for you. If I can do something about it, I will. But if I can't, Oh, this was so fucking fascinating. Let me refer you to someone else because I'm not insecure and someone else helping you. Our insecurities are things based on, hell, I don't even know what insecurities are based on. I know what my insecurities are, but I don't know where all of them come from. And so you, you understanding that being an insecure person does not stop you from being courageous. It does not stop you from being good at what you do. What it does stop you from doing it's talking about your shit in a relevant way. It stops you from connecting with the audience in a genuine way because it goes back to, you know what, as long as I'm insecure, I identify as this insecurity. And you can't let that shit impact your personal brand. Introducing Branding Boundaries and Bullshit by the one and only grandma, Phyllis williams Strother. Hey, you there. Are you tired of all the boring personal branding stuff? Well, my mom, grandma, have got you covered with her awesome new book. In this game changer, Grandma doesn't play by the rules. She's a rebel who says you don't have to fake it to make it. No more being a people pleaser because it's time to get real. Look, my mom's been there and done that, just like Pitbull, except she was a multi-million dollar restaurant owner. She's got all the stuff to let you know what's real and what's just okey-doke. This book isn't for the corporate crazy. It's for the courageous, the genuine, and the unapologetic. It's about putting you first and not some fake customer pleasing it because this is not the circus. Branding boundaries and bullshit is like a fist pump to those who refuse to conform. It's your match to discovering your YO uniqueness and owning it. So just to be at and start branding on your own terms. Get Grandma's book now and let your true self shine through. 
Because like I said, it leads to the last one, which is an imposter. And I see more people out here as imposters than anything else. And it's not even that it's imposter syndrome. It's them being a fucking imposter because they go around and they watch all of the experts and what I'm not saying watching experts is a bad thing. Cause I have my level of experts that I watch as well. But when we look at them more than we look at what we're trying to produce, then you know what? We feel wrong because we're trying to be them in a sense. We're not trying to find our own level of originality, our own level of uniqueness, our own level of how would I do this? Contemplation is a real thing for me. Contemplating what I want in my life, brand, and business makes a difference in how I show up within the things that I do. What I do in my brand impacts my life and my business. What I do in my life impacts my brand and my business, my personal brand most of all. But understanding those things is that I don't want to show up as an imposter in any of them. Then I have to find the alignment. I have to find the thread that runs through all three of these to make sure that people don't say, oh, well, she act like this one day and she like, yeah, I know I'm a Gemini. I can do the, the two faces shit real quick, <laughs> but that's not what I want to bring to my business and my brand. And I, because I see shit in shades of gray all the time, I'm always willing to give someone the benefit of the doubt. I'm always willing to I'm not willing to turn the other cheek that don't work for me so well, but I'm always willing to look at two sides of things. But when I stand firm, and, and, and let go of my insecurities and I identify as a decision maker within my business, then there is no, there's black and white. Now there may be compromise, there may be alternatives, but there is no, there's no shades of gray. I have to follow the rules that the government says I have to follow. I have to pay the taxes that they say that I owe. I have to do, I have to keep the promise that I made to my clients. And I always have to be true to me. And so the imposter cannot be there because I'm not going to fake and shake on that shit. I'm not going to act one way over here and another way over there. If this is what it is, this is what it is for me. I can't hold truth space for anybody else. And so when you decide that this is something that's true for you, then you get to own all of it. And you get to, to, to throw the insecurities and the identity crisis in, in the background and in the trash can of your memories. Because you don't want to be that imposter. If you are suffering with, and here's another I, being an introvert. Baby, being an introvert is not what everyone thinks that it is. Because a lot of people, the way I hear them talk about it, they think it's 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 tied to being having anxiety when you talk in front of a crowd or in front of people. Being an introvert stems more from people sucking the life out of you. Because I am that person that, you know, I can go to a room and I can talk and talk and talk. And I promise you, I am as tired as if I had worked a, a blue collar job from sunup to sundown. It's the level of energy that I pull out of a room. And I am careful about that thing. And, and I'm not even going to go all into it, but there's certain rooms I will not go into because some people just suck the life out of me without me even saying anything. And I, because I, that empathy part of me, that empathic part of me, is that what I want to say? Will allow people to just suck the life out of me. And that's not who I want to be around. I want to be around people who pour into me and that I pour into them enough that I want to leave drained. I don't want you to intentionally drain me because you are sucking the fucking life out of me and you are doing me harm. I want to pour it out of me and be done. 
because I feel like I'm doing some good. So that that is being an introvert. Whereas extrovert, my husband and my daughter are extroverts. They get on my damn nerves because they like noise and stuff moving and, and, and it does not bother them. I need quiet in order to operate productively. They, they need hype and they need noise. My daughter sits here and dance while she does her math homework or math schoolwork. It's crazy. But when we think, get caught up in the I, 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 sweetheart, this is why you have the issues that you have. Giving in to insecurities, I know it's so easy. It's so much easier because then you don't have to face reality that you have to talk about your own shit. Getting caught up in being an imposter. If you've done the educational part, if you've got the experience, if you have the expertise, there is no reason for you to feel like an imposter. But because we look at the people that we're closest to and they don't recognize how badass we are, then it becomes an issue because all they ever see us, we identify with how they see us. I had a dude that I messed with back years and years ago. Oh my God, it was like in my early, early 20s. And back then, oh, I was all legs, short skirts, all that kind of stuff. And there was a friend of mine named Derek. And he and I, we just grew apart. We stopped being friends. But then we ran into each other. And um, I think I was in my 30s. And I was dressed different. Uh, do you know this dude still expected me to be in my mini shirt, mini skirts and short shirts and all that? I'm like, dude, I'm 30. What would Because people only see you and identify you with, how they ever saw you. When I quit my job, one of the reasons why it was so easy for me to quit my job is because even though they paid for me to go to college, they never saw me anything other than what I was when I went to college. So when I tried to apply for jobs to level up, <clears throat> excuse me, tried to apply for jobs to level up and all of that kind of stuff, they never saw me as that thing. They never saw me in that position. They only saw me in the one that I had when I started. So when, when my boss told me, why don't you quit then, bitch, fine, I will quit. It was easy because I had saw something different in how I wanted to identify once I got my college degree. And mind you, I dropped out the first time in college, but now I'm back in my 30s and I'm going and I, there are things that I wanted in life. I wanted to identify differently. And one of those things was, you know what? I wanted to wear the lab label of being a college graduate. That's still not my identity, but I wanted to wear that label. And people think that labels are your identity and I get it. But when you start to take off all the labels and you start to get to the heart of who you are and how you identify, it's not just surface shit. People want to look and they don't want to go below the surface because going below the surface means we got a real relationship and we can hurt each other's feelings. And don't nobody want to get hurt? But sweetie, part of getting hurt is how you grow. When you step out here as part of your personal brand, the scariest shit is that people are going to judge you because you have to take a stand somewhere. This is you representing for the personal brand or for the overall brand. And when you do that, people are going to say, oh, you're wrong. Oh, you shouldn't do that. People are going to have opinions and that's okay. That does not stop you from doing greatness in the world. That does not stop you from being as good as you are at what you do. It's just that they want to do it different or they want to be haters. Because y'all know there are people out there that hate for no freaking reason at all. 
But if you're going to do this with your personal brand, take it off of me, stop using the eyes and learn how to say, you know what, I'm here for you. Because if you've done all the work to position your personal brand in such a way that you get the people that you want, so that you've already taken care of the me and the I stuff. It's easy for you to say, you know, how can I help you? It's easy for you to have more impact over here because I didn't did the work that I needed to do. Everything that's standing before you right now, 10 toes down, sweetie, I got you. So it's easy for me to say, you know what? My brand babies come first because I've already did the first part to work on me. They don't take anything away from me. Everything is, it, oh my goodness, it's a whole ass situation. Y'all know I say that a lot of times, but it is. Identity, insecurity, and imposters, those are all things that we have to fight against. And some people don't have to fight nearly as hard, but you'd be surprised how many people show a level of confidence that still struggle with those things. They just don't let them stop them. But then when something knocks you down because you're not getting it right and you're not getting it right and you're not getting it right, and you let that shit beat you instead of figuring out how to do it right for you, it can become a, a, a hindrance. We can't let that happen. Now, if you're out here faking and shaking and bullshitting because you just want to make some money and you think you can do something just because you make some money, no. I'm not down with those people. I'm really not. But if you're good at something, I promise you, if I see something good in you, I'm like, ooh, how are we going to monetize that? That that is just something that I do because I'd rather see you make money off it than see some corporate American greedy person make some money off of it. Knowing how to to take advantage of your own skills and, and so forth instead of getting a job, I love that shit. But if you're going to allow yourself to be burdened by identity crisis, insecurities, and imposter syndrome, then you're going to have a hard time endorsing and being the influencer of the brand that you're trying to build. And the thing about personal branding, as far as how I work with personal brands, sweetie, this is about you building something that's scalable. It's not for you staying a business of one because you're branding from the inside out. You, you've learned to lead. You being that leader means that, you know what? People want to work for me. People don't just want to buy from me. They actually want to work for me or work for my company, or however you want to say that. They want to be part of this fam over here. So understand those things. Stop worrying about me. Stop worrying about I. And learn how to, you know what? Use your personal brand for the asset that it is. You don't want to eat the peas and carrots, then baby, you will always have the insecurities. You will always feel like an imposter, and your identity is going to be fucked up and all over the place because you're just trying to get fed off cake. (laughs) all right babies that's all i got for you today but i wanted to talk to you about the eyes separate your who from your do okay they don't have to have to coexist in the same space because it makes you crazy at least in my eyes it makes you crazy but learn how to separate the personal brand who and do and you're gonna be all right grandma says so so until next time Five, bullshit happens, so suck it up. Four, your voice is important, so speak up. Three, you make the world a more beautiful place, so show up. Two, life is good, so buck up. And one, I love you and ain't a damn thing you can do about it, so shut the fuck up. Peace and hair grease, y'all. I'm out. 
All right, brand babies. We appreciate you stopping by because we know you got shit to do. Just remember to subscribe on your way out and bring a friend next time. In the meantime, and in between time, stay connected with your brand mother on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The links are in the description. And your grandmother wants you to remember that personal branding is not just personal, it's also business.